here for another episode of the Benchmark Podcast. We have here today my brother Aaron A. Wills Williams, uh, former Montclair State University wide receiver, played at Jonathan Dayton High School football and basketball, plays professionally, football, talented in both sports. Thank you for coming on to the show. How you doing today, man? I'm good, man. It's, you know, blessed to be here. It's a great opportunity to be with my brothers, you know what I mean? Have some good convo. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for having me. Sure. No doubt, man. How's um how's quarantine life for you, bro? <sighs> um, I mean, it was it was a little different. I mean, the quarantine started for me. I was in Mexico, uh, still for maybe about a month and that nah, it started what the quarantine happened like March 15th. So I was out there for like I was out for like a month. I was in Mexico for like a month while uh you know, while watching all of this unfold, um, it was a little bit different out there. You know, they were closing stores, closing stuff, but I was, it was a, you know, it wasn't as bad. I think, I think it got a little bit worse there. But I was nursing a broken arm because I had broke my arm, uh, probably about the fourth game of the season out there. Mm -hmm. So I was taking care of some, you know, some, you know, some medical procedures and stuff like that. Um, but. I mean, back at home, it's a little bit different, you know. Um, time is flying. We're like crazy. Um, you know, we're stuck in the house. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I've been coaching at Union High for the last three years. Um, so I'm used to, you know, around this time, we're on the field, like, at least three times a week. I mean, not to say that I'm not still, you know, still working now, still getting some of my kids out there. Um, but. You know, you just, it's just so much that's in the air right now that you don't know. Like, you know, what the, as far as sports, like, you go, like, um, you know, to take it back to like even college athletics and at the, at the D3 level, like TC and J, they just canceled all of their fall sports, football, basketball, like for the season. That's kind of crazy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully it doesn't, I hope, you know, I, I really pray that a lot of, you know, it already affected a lot of these high school players. You know, luckily, you know, football, basketball, they were finished, but, you know, baseball, I, I think baseball is getting a little chance, but there's a lot of sports in general, you know, a lot of um, sports. I mean, not even just sports. I mean, people graduating proms, like, it's crazy. I couldn't imagine, you know, I really couldn't imagine. Like, it's, it's you know, right now, there's nothing really for me to do. I mean, you know, I'm working, you know, on my craft, just doing it so it's good I'm able to work I did put a little quarantine weight on so that was no bueno but eating good you know just but other than that I mean I can't complain you know I'm in good health everybody's in good health around me so um you know hear you on that you mentioned uh coaching right. what inspired you to actually start coaching wow um I mean, if you would have probably asked me before I started coaching, like if I wanted, I, you know, I, I was, I never really, I never really saw myself, you know, wanting to coach. I don't know what, you know, I, but, you know, I got an opportunity. Actually, one of my, uh, one of my former coaches at, he was one of my receiver coaches up at Montclair. Mm -hmm. um, I ran to him in the gym. He's like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm here at Union, um, you know, we just got a spot opening up and I think you're a perfect fit. And, uh, you know, I had to sit back, you know, take some time and think about it. Um, but, you know, I just kind of, you know, they hadn't really, Union has such a, you know, 
it has a rich tradition of football. Um, is where I went, like you said, you mentioned I went to Johnson Dayton High School, but my my school was so small that we actually played our home games at Union High. You know what I mean? Um, so you know, I, I just you know, to me, it kind of went full circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been blessed to have you know some uh, some great coaches, some you know some great uh, you know human beings. Uh, and, and really, the, the what it came down to was uh, just it was a sign for me that you know I I need to give back. You know what I mean? I need to help the next generation, and that's something I always want. Like you know, I love to do. I love kids. I love helping. You know, those coming up. I mean, because I feel like I can give to those kids. Maybe not necessarily what I was, what I may have gotten at, at their age and younger. Um. So, and I know what I know you know, the, the fingerprint, the footprint that, that you leave, you know, mm-hmm. when you're able to touch kids at that age and, you know, growing up and stuff like that. So that was really like the deciding factor, you know, just, and, you know, and, and it's tough because I will say I am at Union High, like I'm, I'm probably on staff, really, I'm like the only black coach, you know what I mean? And Union, for the most part, is a predominantly, the the demographic of the team is, you know, predominantly black so you know I felt that you know it was good it was a good opportunity for me to go there you know add 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 you know show these kids you know because I had done play professional a little bit played college that you know it's not where you start it's where you finish you know just keep going I'll give them a different perspective tell them I've been there you know and and it's really been uh you know worked out for me um we got a we 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 wound up winning. Uh, we went twelve in. We went twelve and zero, and then we wound up losing uh, in a bowl game. Um, so we had a great season. I've been able to send kids off to school. You know, big time schools: Rutgers, Pitt, you know, Wagner. Um, so just to be able to, um, just to be able to, you know, to, to be in their lives and help them when in in, in any in any amount is has been very beneficial to me. I I take that with. The utmost pride. That's dope. That's huge, man. Appreciate it. I mean, jumping into the NFL, uh, why do you think there's a, a discrepancy between like black coaches and mm. white coaches in the NFL? I think it's just like life, you know. And I think I think it's one of those things that it's just been handed down from generation to generation. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I know this. Hey, I, yeah, I know this guy. He's my friend. So let's pull his son in. Blah blah blah. You know, it, it just that's how it goes. And I think a lot of the time, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of players, like a lot of coaches that not weren't really. I would say I, I really, I'm really curious to the percentage though. But I would say like maybe fifty fifty were like played in the league. Yeah. You know, you know, so as far as like the white coaches that are in the league right now. So I think they look at minority coaches as, you know, oh, he's a, he's a good position coach. He's a good, this, that, and the third coach. Um, so, you know, I, but I really think that it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be a head coach in the, in the NFL. You know, and I think sometimes you get, you get, I feel like a, a lot of since a lot of minority coaches get looked past and probably their path is a little yeah. bit harder, you know, kind of get discouraged. You know what I mean? Like when you got a lot of these, you know, non-minority coaches is getting pulled in off the off the love. You know, like 
Like, for instance, you know, and it, it's stuff that gets me tight. It's like, you know, like for the Jets, for instance, like, um, like, like you hire Adam Gase, which, you know, not necessarily a terrible coach, but he's yeah. a coach that's uh, in division. Uh, he was in your division for, what, two years? Like you could have, you could, you had a huge opportunity to go, and 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 you know what? I can't even say that because they were just coming off Todd Bowles, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think they could have handled that situation a little bit better. Yeah. But you know, you know, I you know, I I just think it's 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 this mold has to. I think it's up to us to go out there and break that barrier. I mean, obviously the barrier is broken already, but you know, just to keep going and, and it's gonna take. It just takes perseverance, you know. Um, you're going to get told no, but I think, I think in the next, I mean, next 10 years, it'll be a big, you know, I think, I think the, it has to be evened out to about 50, 50, at least, you know, I'd hope so. Right. I know, I know most assistant coaches or head coaches started off as assistant coaches. Right. So like a lot of them are coordinator coaches that are right. black, but they're right. not necessarily getting the the job because they have the Rooney rule, but that only takes you so far. That only gets you in the room. That doesn't guarantee that you can stay. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't, but you also got to look at it. I mean, and it starts through the ranks, like everything else. And you look at colleges, you look at high school programs. There's not really, I mean, you know, the, 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 the the minority coach is mostly going to coach a minority program. Yeah, for the most part, they're not gonna. There's not that many, uh, you know, minority coaches coaching in affluent areas. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think that's just the problem. But it's also it's also changing though. You know, I see I see like being on this side of you know being on this side of the table, being a a coach. I see I see. There's a lot. There's a lot up and coming. There's a lot of up and coming coaches that really want it and really see it. and it's exciting, you know. Um, I'm a little frustrated, you know, because the like I mentioned, the coach that brought me in, he actually went and took a job uh, and got a head coaching job. Uh, he, and, and, like I said, he's you know he's a white guy, but you know that's that's a guy that really looked out for me for a long time. He even offered me the like a coordinator job at where he's going, but it's just a little bit too far for me, you know. Yeah. So I can't. You know, so it sucks. You know, and and that's part. That's part. That's part of the business. You know, you gotta take, you gotta take. You know, decisions that's best for you. So I, you know, I hopefully, um, you know, hopefully, another. I mean, I'm sure another opportunity to come up. Um, but you know, I just gotta keep keep focusing. Three years in, I think I've had a, well, two years in right now, but it'll be a third year coming up. I think I've I've, I've done okay, but. Um, but yeah, so like you said, NFL, I think, I think it's just the ranks. It starts at the high school ranks. It starts, it starts with minority players seeing a diverse coaching staff coach, uh, you know, a diverse athletic department, seeing that, you know, there, there are capable minority leaders within athletics and not just, um, no, we are the coaches and you guys are the players type of thing. Like you win us games and we'll we'll be the brains behind the operation. I think that that as that changes, um, you know, I I've it's tough. You know, it's tough because that's something that's that I've really, uh, you know, like kind of looked into. You know, I I currently 
I'm in the works of finishing my master's right now. I got like one more class. Um, but, you know, one of my capstone projects was looking into the, you know, athletic department, especially at Montclair State. And it's tough because as diverse as that school is, mm-hmm. it, you know, you look at the athletic department and there's one, there's one, you know, there's one African-American male on, 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 on the administrative level and that's the equipment manager not to say that there's anything wrong with that you know what i'm saying and that's one of my he's been one of my mentors too but you know it's just like so you you know but i don't want to start no problems you know what i mean i love everybody so <laughs> which from uh, mexico and being in the heart of the black lives matter movement and everything that's been happening what was your right. on that as a black man and as an athlete what were your thoughts on everything that's been going on? Um, I mean, it, it, it's huge, you know. It's like, it's one of those things, you know, you kind of, it's tough. I think it's, a, you know, I think everybody is, is especially, I guess, it, you know, it kind of started with the George Floyd thing. That, that was kind of so in your face that it was just like, wow, like, that's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, as black men, I think you don't want nobody to ever try to cap you. And I think that's kind of how we were progressing. I feel like, you know, as much as you know, we've grown up being discriminated upon, you know, you kind of get used to it, you know what I'm saying? Which is not okay. You know what I mean? But you kind of get used to knowing how to move, knowing where to hit, how to hit certain things, like how to approach certain situations, you know what I mean? So you kind of get blinded. Oh, civil rights movement, but you know, that was that was that was in the 60s, which in reality it was only 40 uh well like 60 years ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which hey, there's plenty not of people 60 years old, exactly, not long at all. You know, and and then think about when we were learning that we were learning that in the early 2000s, which was like you learn about this stuff, but you don't really realize it feels like, oh, okay, now that, that doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. And then when you start seeing these kind of things, it's like, wow, like you kind of have to reassess situations. And it's tough. And it's and I feel like it's tough to be like, I, I know I can't speak on every black man's situation. And it's tough for me because I have a lot of diverse friends and I have a lot of I've I've known people that are outside my color that help me just as much as people in my color. So you try not to you try to just be a human being, but you realize when you see those type of situations that not everybody looks at you as a human being. Yeah, you know, they look at you as a lesser person. Um, so you know, I think it's really important just for us to really continue to educate ourselves and educate those around me. Um, you know. Me, you know, my significant other, she's she's a white female, you know what I mean? So being in this situation, um, you know, being an interracial relationship, you know, you people, oh, like, how can you know? But it's not really about that, you know, love is love, you feel what I'm saying? Um, but it's my job to educate her and know that, you know, maybe one day your kids might be black. They might be discriminated upon too. You know what I'm saying? So those are, you know, some situations that I've had to deal with. I've had to take a, uh, you know, a step back and reassess. Like, you know, there's sometimes I just want to get on and start ranting about stuff. Just like, wow. Like, you know, and and it's tough because there's two extremes. Yeah. You know, 
you know, there's two extremes. Like, I don't want to go by, oh, you, everybody here is racist, blah, 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 blah. No, nah, that's not, that's not true. You know what I mean? But, but to some people's experience, that might be what, how they experience. They might not have good relations with those of other cultures, those of other races. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's tough. And I understand that because I have friends, like we have, you know, we've grown up in, you know, not, I mean, I would say West Orange was probably, probably as diverse of a town you, you know, could be in, um, you know, I mean, but then I went, me, I went and moved to a school that was, you could count the number of, uh, you know, minorities on your hand, you know what I mean? So it, I've seen both sides of the spectrum you, and you, you know, you, you, you come to learn that though there's certain people that respect you. Um, but then there's certain people that don't. And if, and I guess, you know, as you try to move, you try to start staying away from those people, you know, like, all right, I know, I know what type of time this person on. So I'm just not even going to associate with him. I don't need to speak to him. He's not worth my time because if you know who I am, you know, how I'm educated, you know, I, I, you know, I'm educated. I can hold my own. I'm not a lesser person. You like, and, I, and I'm just, I'm just as equal as you. And but I think it's it's really an important time in life right now that you know that ignorance has that that can't be has like, to stop. it has to stop. Like you know what I mean? Like you know, don't be like if if that's how you feel. I'd rather have a conversation about something. We can talk about it. We may not disagree, but I want you to understand that that's true. Like. If you get pulled over by a cop, get pulled over by a cop, and I get pulled, it's going to be a different experience. You know what I mean? Sure. I, you know, it's, it, if if it's it's not about all, all blue, like nah, it's not about that. Like okay, all right, listen, I have plenty of family that's cops. I respect the cops like crazy, and I get that. You know what I mean? But there's certain cops out there that use that power just because they can hide behind a badge and just say, you know, think about how many cops growing up just say whatever they want to say, like, just get, just, you know, do whatever you want. Every, there, there's always that one cop that just like, wow, like he kind of took that out of proportion, like for what, you know? Um, so it, it's, it's, it's the stigma that needs to be broken. I mean, I think, I think that it's upon everybody to keep it moving. I think education is very important. Not that to think about old civil rights movement, but that was in the past. Like, this is still going on, you know what I mean? Obviously, you know, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you got, we, we elected a black president already. Okay, that's cool, you know what I mean? But, you know, not, he was the right candidate at the time. You can't look at, oh, the black president, uh, yeah, he's a black president, but he was the, he was the best, like, you know, like, no, nobody, right, exactly, you know what I mean? Like, he was a human being and he was the best option, like, that's not, but 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 to but now but but he's a he's a high character person like you got we got to go we got to do this through the ranks not every black male you look at not every is a dangerous like uh, like people crossing the street like when I'm walking like especially you know especially you you're a little of some size too like people so intimidated you know what I mean like you know it's crazy but I don't know I I think this this is an important time in life I think we're you know, at a critical time in our life that is right in front of our faces that we can't really hide from it. I think that we have to use our platforms, communicate, um, you know, help the youth, help to inform the youth um, of all cultures that, you know, we, and I, and I think the most important thing and for me, I think that's, you know, and I've always, 
you know, there's nothing like a locker room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for the most part, you see the most diverse is depending on where you are. That's kind of how you go. And I think you kind of get caught up in that. So, you know, it's easy to go, oh, yeah, like, we're in the locker room. So this is my brother. This is my brother. You know what I mean? It's all, it's all good and gravy. But I don't know. Shout out to Melissa, by the way. Shout out to Melissa. <laughs> So what do you think of these owners like Jerry Jones and Ah. who they're not even really vocal on the topic. And I mean, this is kind of what you expect from them. Exactly. That's it. I feel like they should be a little more vocal, especially their main source of income is based off the backs of African-American players. So you would think, right they would have a little more voice in, in speaking up on this topic. He could have easily came out and just and, – and, and, and even just said – even if he was saying, you know what, I'm an open book in a situation that I want to learn, you know, or help in a situation, don't just go quiet. I think that's the biggest thing. I, yeah. And I recently I watched uh, – I don't know if you got to see the, the, uh, the little piece Coach K put out, but, you know yeah. – uh, I think I, you know, that's that's how you're supposed to go about it. I mean, he's saying basically he has his eyes open now. He had to go. Is listen, if you, I'm sure he has a. I'm sure Jerry Jones got a lot of uh, cop friends and you know, not even just cop friends. People that probably look at him crazy if he says something. But like you said, when you rock, when your money is dependent on the backs of you know, we. I mean. Shoot, most of the people on the football field is, is minority players anyway. So you got, you know, I think that's a tough situation, you know, to be able, to have to play for an owner that's not, you know, that's not understanding. Um, I think I feel like a lot of a lot of people just like want to brush it off as, oh, this is just one another one. It'll blow over, like oh, like Trayvon, Trayvon Martin, like you know. To me, right stuff. It's just it happens, and 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 it's and it and it blows over. You know, I think he's kind of just letting, waiting for it to blow over. But I think it's up to you know, everyone just keep putting pressure on them. You know, I, I don't know. I, it's really tough. Like 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 you said, it's kind of what we would expect from him. Like I I couldn't say I would if he came, but that's the thing. If he came out and said something, I think that would genuinely really move people you know what i mean like but i don't you know that shows that's just testament to his character and like you said like it's not something that we don't weren't expecting anyway so yeah his silence speaks volumes on that and in general who's silent it kind of speaks volumes right i'm looking i'm saying i i I, some a lot of people got on follow through these last couple weeks you know what i mean like it's crazy. I'm looking. We looking like I see, you know. So it's crazy, but yeah, yeah. That, that to be a to be a to be an NFL owner and not talking, you know, or 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 have a vacancy and not trying to hire. Like I, I listen. I don't even care if you. I'd rather see action than talking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, hey, if you're not gonna talk, do something. Then you know, yeah. do something. At, at you know. Go to the cause, prove something. Hey, maybe you not, you don't have the words. Maybe you sitting back and listening, but but have a have a meeting with your players, discuss it, let them have an open floor, let them talk to you, and clearly that hasn't happened either. You know what I mean? So, 
with um, me knowing you, uh, we played on this team together a couple of times. We played in West Orange. You actually can play ball. There's a lot of people that say that they are a two-sport athlete. You actually could play ball and football. What was your deciding factor that made you actually choose football over basketball? Oh. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess I've always been like an aggressive basketball player. So, um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I love contact. I love being able to, you know, strap up and mano we mano. It's, it is, it's over, you know, it's over at the whistle. I mean, the way I look at it too is like, you know, basketball is kind of always there, you know, I mean, if I if I was a little bit taller, maybe I would have I would have took the basketball route, you know. But I ain't really no point guard, so I ain't really, you know. I, I hold my own, so but you know, so it, it is what it is. If I was a little taller, maybe that might have decided. But I, I'm I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big football player, so I enjoy that. I enjoy having that little physical advantage over people. So you know, and it, I don't know. It was just a calling, you know. I just. I don't know basketball. When oh man, like basketball, I kind of got a late start to basketball. Like you know, obviously we played in in the streets, like played in each other's backyards and stuff like that. But I mean, the first team I really played on was when we played in eighth grade. You know, I mean that was a and, and I'll be trying to tell you, I'm like, I mean that was a stacked squad. There's a lot of dudes that went on played college ball, played overseas. I mean even I mean seventh grade I didn't play with them, but to have Kyrie right, you know coming off that there was a lot of culture in, in, in West Orange for playing basketball. And I think, uh, you know, I, maybe, maybe, maybe if I would have stuck with it, um, you know, I, I really regret not really playing with you guys in West Orange a lot, but I think, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's tough. I, I was, I was getting tired of fouling out of games and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, for for I could just for I could for I could get a like you know a, a a pat on my back for for doing the same thing for manhandling somebody so you know it, 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 that that was like the deciding factor I was like oh, okay like I don't have to dribble a basketball okay let me just catch it and juke somebody <laughs> I could definitely speak for it if you stuck with it hands down you'd have definitely you yeah. um. Speaking of though, who do you pat in your game after when it comes to to football? Football. Wow. Ah, that's a tough one. Oh man. I don't know. Like that's really tough because I'm just such a visual learner that I I take bits and pieces of everybody, you know what I mean? Like I could probably answer that in a basketball easier, but you know, football football is tough because I'm just I'm a sponge. Like I see how people do stuff. I'll go mimic and move, practice it, you know, and just try to make it my own. But let me see, let me see if I can give you ah. who's some of the people that you you watch. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. So I I mean, right now in the league, you know, I, I watch a lot of Devonte Adams films. Um, you know, he's a great route runner, so he's really helped my route running the last couple of years watching him uh ball. I mean, going to go get it. I mean, growing up, Calvin Johnson, uh that's been that's that you know, that's Megatron right there. So yeah. you, you uh 
that was all right. I gotta go get this thing. Gotta go snag stuff. I mean, you gotta go Randy Moss, the the OG, the the scavenge. Um, I don't know, man. Like it, it's 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 so many. Like it's so many guys. Like uh, who else? Who else? I got. For me? I mean, and for me, I like playing both sides of the ball too. So it's just. Just savage people. Ray Lewis, the mentality of having a Ray Lewis mentality of just wanting to take somebody's head off at all time and just, you know, mm-hmm. but it's all love at the end. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, inside those inside those lines, is is you got to go get it. Um, oh, man. Some who, I mean, like, honestly, I, like, I mean, and I, just like favorite players, like I loved a lot. Of, I and you know, I watched the Chiefs before they really became, you know, Chiefs like that. So I would watch a lot of like running backs, like Priest Holmes and like Ooh, yeah, that's another thing. Like Dante Hall, just like just just you know, just being like decisive with you know a lot of their movements and stuff like that. That it, it was more so just finding finding ways to play the game that like really made me love it. You know what I mean? And then just making it my own. I don't, like, you know, I, I play I, – like, people always say, like, I, I get, like, oh, you play just like a basketball player when you're playing football all the time. You know what I mean? I get that. And then I get a vice versa, too. You play like a football player playing – I mean, somewhat. You know what I mean? Like, but it's just, it's just like – it's just so crazy. I don't know. Like, oh, you play like you getting rebounds. You boxing out. Oh, you going up for a rebound and get it to – like, I mean – and it's just it's just being an athlete, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just know how to just you know. So yeah, that's yeah, that's a tough question. I don't know. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> well, as we know, just before the show, Cam Newton just got signed. Right. To the Patriots. So what do you think that's gonna look like in New England? You think Belichick can work his magic? I mean, it's a totally different style from Tom Brady and Cam Newton. So after twenty years, you think he still got it? as a coach like that to make Cam Newton banged up as he's been. I mean, I've been watching Cam workout videos. He's been, he's been, he's been doing his thing. He's been doing, look, he's in great shape right now. I mean, you know, I know he had a really bad back and I could test to that. You know, I had a, I got into a car accident in 2017, messed up my back, you know, and it, it affected me for like two years. I mean, it still lingers a little bit, but, you know, I I know that when you put the work in, eventually that stuff goes away. I mean, contact doesn't really help. Playing QB doesn't really help getting cracked. But I I think I mean I think they went from maybe the the third best team in that in that conference, like made on paper, to probably winning it. That's how that's how it looks to me. I mean. I think I think the Jets will give them a run for their money, depending on how Andy Dalton plays. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that's huge though. I mean, why not though? Well, who are they gonna? Who's the starting quarterback gonna be? Uh, like Stidham or whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why not? You got this man got what he not like he hasn't been. I think he's been to the been to the Super Bowl with less with less talented players. Like I mean, his defense that he went. Like I'm uh, speaking on Cam Newton. When did they go in 2000, what was that, 2015, 2015, 14, 2015? Right. I mean, and what did they lose to a 
to a Broncos. Broncos defense that was freaking nasty. nasty. So I think I think I think all he got to do is just you know guide them, do their thing, and I think that deep because he he's riding behind a good defense too. Pass pass got a pass got a crazy defense. So I'm like I said, I'm not really a Patriots fan, but that's that's a scary that's scary right there. I know Jets fans, you know, I know that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one right there. So. Miles a Jets fan. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> so he kind of, he kind of just, he, he just stole y'all years. Like I don't even. What is there any deets on the signing? I didn't even realize. I don't know. I don't, I didn't even look yet. If it's like a one year deal, I'm I'm guessing it would be. But yeah, probably just to see. But I mean, I would think he's starting though. So oh, let me turn this light on. I'm not looking. Yeah. He definitely starting. He said he wasn't going to be signing anywhere unless he was a starter. Exactly. So, exactly. Right now, they put out what the money is, but it's a one-year contract. Yeah, of course. Contract. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's, it doesn't even hurt to take a chance on him because it's like, uh, what are you doing? I said, there's a lot of teams that could have really took a chance on him, like. That should have taken a chance on him. Right, that should have taken a chance on him. I mean, I think them, like, they're – Cam Newton is not really that old, you know what I mean? What is he, like, 30, 31? Uh, he's not even 30 yet. He's 29. 29. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. And people giving up on him already. Right. That's a young dude, like – it's young dudes like Jameis Young. Jameis, if he was sleeping on Jameis, I mean, I don't know, man. I, you got some weapons over there. They both, I think they both will take over them programs. I mean, Drew Brees, I think Drew Brees got one more year. That's what I was saying. Jameis in a perfect situation. If he keep his head down, do what I, learn the system, once Drew Brees done, that should be his team right there. And right. that's easy. Like Thomas. Yeah, exactly. And a nasty defense as well. So I'll take that any day. Um, with everything, all the changes that's happened in the NFL, um, do you feel a lot of players have their own thoughts and opinions on this? Do you feel that the NFL has gone soft or like they take in the aggressiveness out of it? How do you feel about it as a player? I mean, yeah, it's definitely got soft. I mean, I understand why in certain situations, um, mm -hmm. you know, you, them, them concussion lawsuits and stuff, they're really no joke, you know, especially, you know, the, um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely got soft compared to what we watched. Like growing up, you know, you, we probably watched some of the craziest football where rules was not really being put in place, but the player was changing, like, you know, these guys are becoming bigger, faster, stronger uh, than in, 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 you know, really previous years without really much changes to player safety. Uh, so I think we kind of got used to, you know, seeing that kind of raw, nasty football. Um, but I think, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the QB stuff, I, it's, 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 it's a lot of players that I don't really – I don't like the soft QB stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get that, and I get that they get paid. But for them not to really take no hits in practice, like, 
you know, I mean, the leg stuff, like, I get it. I totally get it. But, it, like, to answer your question, it's definitely, it's definitely got soft. But Now, you mentioning, know. you mentioned the con- concussion protocol and the lawsuits and everything. Right. Would you let your children, you have children, would you let them play football? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, obviously, you have to monitor their safety. Um, you know, if if that became a, a, a constant thing, concussions, I mean, it happened. I've watched, but I've watched, the, you know why I say that? Because I've watched, I've watched cheerleaders get concussions. I've watched soccer players get concussions. I've watched, you know, you get figured, you know, I just, like, what do you, you know, you go, the only way you're probably not going to get a concussion is if you live in a bubble, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I think I think by the time we have kids, I would think the helmet technology is probably going to be like above and beyond by then. You know, it should be at least um, as, as far as safeties. And I think and I think it, it takes having adequate coaches at the um, you know at the at the beginning ranks, teaching how to tackle, teaching you know keep your head up. You know, because I can tell you, you know, like uh, most of the concussions I probably ever got was doing uh, the nutcrackers where you just run into, oh, go smash his head in. Like, okay, like what is this serving a purpose for? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, it's to build toughness. It's, I, it, football is one of those sports that a lot of stuff that you do probably don't really have to do with playing football, but it has to do with building mental toughness, you know. Um, I mean, every every sport is probably has its perks. You know, what I mean, as far as it comes to getting past a, a a wall of mental toughness, but you know, I think I think you know, I want to push. I, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna push my. Oh, you gotta play football, but I would definitely introduce them to various sports. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind my kid going to go get a baseball check. To be honest, you know. Yeah. Right, they get, you know, they get paid. They get paid that bread. I mean, listen, like, hey, go if you like baseball because I love baseball, and that's kind of one of that's like my that was like the first sport I ever played. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I think what was it? Middle school was probably the last time I played on the team. It was like seventh grade. What was that gym teacher we had? Um, he was oh, the coach. Asthma? Not asthma, like Leonardis or something like that. Oh, yeah, Mr. Leonardis, yeah. Just took my passion away from playing baseball. <laughs> Crazy, like and like. I don't know. It just it just be like that, you know. And I and I and I, I understand that happens to a lot of people, you know. That where there's coaches, like I think coaches really need to understand that the the the, the responsibility they have, you know, because a coach can really a coach can really like change someone's perspective on the sport, you know. You know, it, it's a, you know, but um, yeah. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. You're not going to play football, but I wouldn't push that upon them. I wouldn't mind them playing basketball. You know, I think that's, I think that's the perks of you know me being so open to playing different sports. That I, I wouldn't care. But if you're going to do something, we're going to do it. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> that's it. So. So I know we all know there's, there used to be like a stigma with black QBs in the NFL and sports in general mm-hmm. that they, they would just look to run first and pass second. And that right. kind of, I mean, people were looking for that after Michael Vick, 
But then, you know, quarterbacks like Jamarcus Russell came in and kind of ruined it for a lot of them moving mm-hmm. forward. And then it, it just didn't work out. But lately, there's this kind of run of black quarterbacks in the league right now. Right. you got a lot more than they, they used to be. So I'm just – I'm wondering, what do you think about this shift towards, like, black QBs in the NFL? Because if you look at it, the top – like, maybe – the top two quarterbacks in the NFL right now are black. Right. There's maybe top – there's three in the top ten right now. Right. So I'd, put, I'd put Deshaun Watson in there. So right. what do you um, think? I think that that stigma is – you know, yeah, I think it's still around that. Not, not necessarily that they want to run first, but why wouldn't you want somebody to have the ball in their hands every possession that could, that could make a play, not just sit in the pocket? And I think it's tough when you you look at it like the with these D linemen coming all crazy that just like you know I mean obviously I think the I think the it's a business it's a business because the risk like you know if I was a risk manager I'm like okay this dude kind of makes him more dangerous do I want to pay him money that he might get you know he's he's more prone to getting hit you know what I mean so I think. I think that's where the fault comes in, like where, well, not the where the doubt comes in. It's like, oh, do we really want this type of player, or do we just want someone that's going to sit in the pocket, be protected by rules that we just talked about, soft rules that that that's going to, you know, get hit, but they probably won't get hit as hard as they were if they was actually running full speed towards somebody. Um, so I think that's where the problem is. But these guys are, you know, I'm listen. Some of these guys are elite, but I will say most of them play baseball though. Yeah, they, they, most of these most of these guys out here have been wild and like you know you know Pat Mahomes got that baseball background Russ got that baseball baseball background uh, Lamar I don't think he really played baseball like that but Lamar is different though that, yeah, different. that's a different that's a different dude um you know, I, yeah so I think I think that's what it's turned into like why not like why you 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 bank on the you know, a black player at mostly every other position. Like, yeah. if he can throw the ball, like, like why not? You know, if he if he can lead your team, then why not? You know, and I think there's, I uh, know, I'm trying. I don't, you know, it, and, and it's gonna be, and it's gonna be. But you know, but what's what's the problem is gonna be not the problem, but what's gonna what's gonna you know what's gonna change is that. It's going to be that stigma is going now. That's just going to be the prototype for all uh, for all quarterbacks in general. Now, like you look at all of these guys coming in, like you know, black, white, Hispanic, whatever. You know, got to be able to run a little bit. Um, all of the guy, all of the quarterbacks that got drafted could could move. Uh, Herbert could move. Tua could move a little bit. Uh, who else got drafted? I'm like, who am I missing? I'm missing. Um, Who's the other quarterback that went? I'm tripping. Let me see. But anyway, whatever, regardless. But I think that's just a prototype. You gotta be able to extend the play. You gotta be able to extend the play. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be an athlete. They don't like I think the stigma of just having a a big body stand in the pocket. Like nah, you know. No so. more Manny's, no more Eli Manny's. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see that. I don't. I don't see how. I don't really see how. 
you know, how they can thrive, you know what I mean? Like, especially with the speed coming in like that, you know, they're, I mean, those dudes, they're, you know, they're big dudes, you know what I mean? So, yeah, of course you'll get your big, your big quarterbacks, but, like, now you're getting these big, fast dudes, like, like Josh Allen, the Bills, that's a big dude. He could throw, I mean, he has to improve his throwing a little bit, but that's a, that's a big guy. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's taking off too, you know what I mean? So I think that's just the stick. I just think that's the nature of the beast right now. Like, you know, I think obviously that's – it started with, you know, the black quarterbacks, but you know how I go. <laughs> and it's kind of cool because I know back in the day, who was it, Warren Moon, he didn't get a fair shot at first because he was short. And I don't want to say because he was black, but – I mean, right. might have played a factor in it. Right. So he had to go play in, like, the CFL. Mm-hmm. He was a legend. He was a legend up there and then came and was mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame down here. Yeah. And now, now it's cool to see that, like, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, like, we have some other black quarterbacks who aren't, like, the prototypical size, and they're killing it, yeah. Killing it. Yeah, Kyler is going to be is gonna be. I mean, he's an elite quarterback, but give him a couple of years, he'll be like. I think this year he'll. I mean, that was his first year. You know what I mean? Like Lamar had, a, you know, he had to get that. Like Lamar missed base. Like Lamar didn't even play his. Like he didn't play maybe until like halfway through his rookie year, mm-hmm. and then went crazy. So I think Kyler might be a little crazy too, because Kyler, Kyler really got an arm. You know, Kyler really, run too, right? And he can run. So Kyler really got an arm. So. I think I really – I mean, honestly, my favorite right now, Russ is, Russ is ridiculous. Yeah, um, he's my favorite. He's my favorite quarterback right now, for sure, um, in general. Um, I mean, Lamar's just different, but Russ just – seeing that some of the, the throws he makes, just seeing that I, he's just – he's like – he's just – he's a beast. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you love to see it, though. You love to see it, bro. You had to give one piece of advice to a fellow athlete somebody trying to make it to where you at what would you give hmm don't listen to the naysayers um you know and I and I try to I, I even tell myself that a lot now too you know it, it's you know what probably one of the best advice my dad ever gave me was like it's not where you start is where you finish you know that's kind of something that I've always stuck to is like Always put the grind in. Always know what you want to do for yourself, what you want to get out of it, and find it. And you'll, you know, it'll find you. It's like manifesting it. You know, if you want something bad enough, you work for it. You might not get that. The, you know, I, I didn't get a, you know, I didn't really get the D one opportunity. You know, I didn't really get the NFL opportunity. But I found a place. I found a niche that worked for me, where I was able to touch people. You know, that I probably wouldn't have been able to touch. Yeah. If it wasn't for sports, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, you know, I just think, you know, just find your purpose, man. Like, you know, find your purpose. Not not every step of the way is for everybody, but get what you're going to get, you know, get what you want to get out of it. And don't be afraid to vi- fi- face the adversity because it will hit you, you know. So. Uh, we're going to end off. This interview with some rapid fire questions. Just run it by whatever comes to your mind. Um, what's your go to food during quarantine? Cereal. <laughs> what kind of cereal? Frosted Flakes. 
What's one artist or song that's been on repeat? Uh, future always. I'm always on my future tip. Future, all right. So, Lil Baby or Roddy Rich? Uh, Lil Baby. Easy. Lil Baby. All right. Now, you're a wide receiver. Jerry Raw, Jerry Rice, or Randy Moss? Randy. Randy, hands down? Yeah, Randy, hands down. Who are you taking, Braun or Jordan? Whew. Probably Braun. <laughs> and and that, that's hard to say. That's hard to say because I'm not really getting Braun. But, but we'll get back to that. But definitely Braun. Braun yeah. Ray. All right, so the last question we got of this rapid fire. Three things if you're on a stranded island. Three things you gotta take with you. What you taking with you? I'm on a stranded island by myself. By yourself. Whew. You could take a person with you. You could take food. Three things you taking with you. Okay, okay. Ah oh, man. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pick me up a satellite phone so I can, so I can, so I can dial the, the, uh, the loved ones so they know I'm okay. Um, probably bring wifey. That's two. Ah, and I, I right now I'll probably have to bring my dog. I can't I can't leave without my little dog. Well, my dog Frenchie, you know what I mean? I got I got to take it. I got to take it with me. So, got you. Well, this concludes this episode of the Benchmark Podcast right here. We appreciate you taking the time out, Aaron, to uh, sit with us and discuss. This will be on all streaming platforms. We are on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Anchor, the whole everything it'll be on our youtube channel uh it's on facebook live right now anybody can watch it just make sure you guys comment share uh like it up and for those that's been following us we'll uh, post a link later on we are now official on anchor you can leave a donation a monthly donation whatever amount you want to give to uh, support the bench mob podcast but this is the end of this episode bench mob stay safe out there if you don't have to go out don't go out wear your mask or Stay safe, people. Bitch, my bowel.